Hi, how are you? It's Aubrey from Be The Evidence Podcast. Susan Grace and I are so excited that you are here. You're joining in these conversations. We love having them and hearing from you. And Be The Evidence, you learn about consciousness, about astrology, about wellness practices, and we love doing it. So a couple of new things that are applicable for the month of April. We are doing dual readings where you can book Susan and I at the same time. And it's this beautiful blend of absolute magic. And it's magic from astrology charts and then information from your guides and downloaded messages and images and tarot draws that are really pertinent to where you are in your specific needs right now. If you're interested in having a dual reading with us, please go to the show notes or go ahead and email us at betheevidencepodcast at gmail.com. The show notes do contain all of the information though as well, along with additional links that you can check us out from. Another thing that we have just launched, which we are so stinking stoked about, is in bonus interviews. So these bonus interviews are with change makers. They are with intuitives. They are with people that are inspirational, that are walking, talking examples of what be the evidence truly means. And they are standing up for the world that they want to see in so many different ways. And it's really empowering and impactful to give them a listen. So if you're curious about these bonus episodes of the interview series, you can not only find it within the podcast. If you go back to episodes, you'll see bonus and it will be a podcast uh, interview, but you can also visually see us. We are on YouTube and Venmo and that's at Be The Evidence. So that's another way to access us. Beyond that, Susan and I have created the thriving and super supportive community of Be The Evidence Live. This community is amazing. It is filled with up-to-date, real-time astrological text messages to keep you aware of the energies as they shift, which is badass. Then you also get live calls, and if you can't make the live calls, you get recorded access to them. There, You get access to all of our goodies ahead of everybody else. You also can get presence practices and guided meditations that can help keep you centered. There is a private group that takes place that's full of really supportive people that are also walking this path of consciousness and becoming the evidence of the life that they would like to see in the world. So there's lots of ways that you can plug in and connect with Susan and I. No matter which way you reach out to us, know that we are deeply, deeply grateful for you. We're deeply grateful for the time that you are taking to listen into these conversations. We are deeply grateful for the way that you show up in the world. We are really grateful for the ways that you acknowledge your humanness and how you are willing to expand. Thank you. And now, without further ado, here's the podcast. Welcome to Be the Evidence. Well, new week. New week. Yeah, new week. Mm-hmm. Big energies this week again. 
Yeah, so we're recording this on Monday the 29th. By the time this goes up, <clears throat> Saturn will have gone stationary retrograde in Capricorn at the south node. Mm -hmm. um, tomorrow, Saturn's um, conjunction on the south node will perfect to the minute. So that'll put Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter as three retrogrades. We're going to build up to six for the <clears throat> eclipse season. The next ones are going to happen in June and July. But I think it would be wise to start acclimating yourself <clears throat> to having your favorite phrase be, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because we already have three big planets that have, that have made us turn inward into introspection and reflection. Those energies are kind of offline while we evaluate how we feel about them and how we treat them and trying to keep the highest octave of them open without backup or validation. We're going to add three more. So just get used to it. <laughs> oh, I love, I love that message. We're adding more. So just go ahead and acclimate yourself. Like this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Lean into it. It's, I, I kind of feel like a kid. Mm -hmm. Whenever, whenever energies start going offline, going, you're on your own, kid. And we're like, what? what? No, come back. And they're like, no, no, we will be fine. Figure it out. Yeah. You're going, what? I'm not old I enough to be ready. No, I can't do this. I was teasing my son the other day and I said, nope, I'm going to go to the store. And you, you've got the house, you've got the dogs, you're good. And he's like, no, I can't handle that. I'm too young. And I was like, I would never do that in the first place. But yeah, like it feels exactly like that energy of like, oh shit, I, what am I going to do? Like, how do I handle this? Yeah. Um, Pluto and Saturn at South Node. Um, I think that is going to bring in quite of clashing quite a, a large amount of clashing mm -hmm. i think that people who feel like they're losing control may flail to try and hold on to it i think that people who have been under control will consider getting out mm -hmm. and some may even go too far and try and become the one who's has to control and start trying to control things around them to even out the scales which is still falling into the South Node. That's not right either. Right. What it needs to be, in my opinion, is that you can hold your own sovereignty and believe in yourself and go in a new direction without asking for permission mm -hmm. and not taking votes, but making a decision for your life. Um, but I think that there's going to be a clash and people trying to hold on too hard. That Jupiter retrograde is about keeping hope and possibility open no matter what. And as it goes lower and lower and lower by degree, it's going to start squaring into Neptune. And there will be a question of, am I supported? Mm. And you are, but you probably won't have any validation to prove it. We're also during the middle of all that of insecurity and control clashing going on. Mercury is in Aries pulling away from Chiron. And Mars is in Gemini. So Mars and Mercury are, mutual, are in mutual reception. Uh, I think that the air is very ripe for 
arguments, probably out of insecurity right. of not knowing. Piece about being insecure and not knowing. I mean, like, don't you think that that's also heavily um, influenced by the control seeking? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, I think it's really interesting of like that. There's always, in my opinion and in my experience, there's always some form of clashing whenever control is being exerted. And this could just be my personality, right? Like whenever somebody is trying to control me, I rear back and I'm like, mm, no, I don't think so. Cause I'm not going to be controlled. And, but then there's the clashing of like, and now I'm going to try to control the situation, right? Like my reaction to it, like there, it seems like there's always this tension with how do you pull yourself out of insecurity and into a secure place? And how do you reclaim control of your life where you've lost control or where you've overly exerted control over other people? Like it, feels extremely tense. Yeah, it's when you're injecting competition into control. Right. Who's gonna get the upper hand? <clears throat> Who's gonna have the final say? Mm -hmm. Who's gonna be in charge? It's dominance. Right. That's where we run into trouble. Mm -hmm. There's not a finite amount of control and decision-making in the world. We all have self-agency. Right. We all get to decide how we want to respond to the, to the atmosphere around us. But we, if you're trying to exert control over other people or over circumstances that's outside of the flow of how life is trying to make them happen, you're going to have conflict for mm -hmm. sure. Welcome to the world we live in. This is right. a problem. Right. Yeah, I think it's real interesting because like if we talk about, if we pull back and we go, okay, well, what would sacred partnership look like, right? And not even necessarily sacred partnership with another person, but sacred partnership with yourself or sacred partnership with life, right? It seems to me that there would be no room for dominance within that, right? Like that there would, that it would be a state of balance, right? Like that there is going to be giving and taking on some fluctuations, but it's not going to be a dominant be dominated or be um, the dominant person. Is that right? Be dominated or be do dominant. Um, dominant and submissive. Yeah, thank you. There, that was the word. <laughs> um, that that wouldn't necessarily enter into the equation of sacred partnership, right? With yourself or with life, right? But then I also feel like we have been set up in such um, mechanisms and in patterns that that's what we're really used to is like, I mean, we do this with our bodies, right? Of like, okay, I want to lose weight. So what do, what do we typically do? We try to dominate our ability to lose weight by cutting calories, pushing ourselves in the gyms, right? Like we have like this inherent belief that we need to dominate in some manner. And I think because of the lack of examples of what that looks like to be in true partnership without the dominance, without the control aspect, it sort of leaves you in this extremely insecure place and also in this very introspective place, but of like, how does that even happen? Can that even happen? What would be the mechanisms to make that even happen? Well, it would go into self-care. Saturn itself Saturn and Saturn in its own sign, Saturn and Capricorn is asking us to take responsibility for life. Right for the world we live in, for the rules we live by, the foundation, all of it. Saturn at South Node in Capricorn 
is saying, and that's not going to be what you've been doing so far. Right. It's just not. You can't rely on that anymore. It's not safe here anymore. You have to do it differently. And that's the, re the responsible thing to do, Saturn, will be to go outside of what's been done so far that keeps you dependent, submissive, and small. That would actually be the responsible thing to do. When we really, we feel like that would be the irresponsible thing to do, to go outside of the system, to go outside right. of what we've been told. And to do that, you're going to have to go into the North Node. You're going to have to expose yourself to vulnerability. You're going to have to give yourself lots of self-care. You're going to have to check in with yourself and go, what do you need? And then give it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Care for other people. Feel it. Come back home to yourself in your humanness and go forward from there. You know, Chiron and Aries for years, it's going to be teaching us how to, to heal, how we've hurt ourselves and each other, that dominance thing where it leads to anger and violence. Mm -hmm. It's not supported anymore. Mm -hmm. It's a whole new way of being in the world. I was talking, I don't even know who I was talking to this weekend. And the conversation came up about like how, if you look at all of humanity, from our earliest documentation of what civilizations can look like, there's always been an element of violence involved in it. And how, how we don't know civilization without an element of violence, right? And that can be like, obviously wars, that could be like military structures, but that can also be violence within like our political system, violence within our partnerships, right? Like that can be violence to ourselves, right? Like that we, that there's like this, unfolding um history of humanity that includes violence as a mechanism to further growth as a mechanism to make changes right like and we don't really have a frame of reference at all to go do we have to have that part included like is can humanity actually advance without this element of violence without this element of struggle of course it'll but it'll involve us becoming whole again right having masculine and feminine both and come up and, and come back into rebalancing where there's not separate dualities and one goes down and one goes up. That's patriarchy. Yep. Exalting the, the masculine and submitting, putting submission onto the feminine. That's patriarchy. Yep. To have, to have, to have us become whole again and not have opposing factors going against each other where we have cooperation where we have care, where we um, mend people who are sick through addiction and crime instead of <clears throat> ostracizing them, right. treating them like they're from the fucking devil. Yep. You know, it's, it's where we, where we have build communities that, that's built on support mm -hmm. rather than feeling like there's a finite amount of resources in the world and whoever gets to them first gets to have them and kill everybody that gets in the way. We're not going to make it like that. No. No, I mean, we already have evidence of that all around us. I think we can all pull on examples of how that system does not work. And I, th I think that's like the, the interesting place to me, right? Like of, of recognizing that it would be a system of support. And what does that mean to you? Because I think inherently when we hear that having a system of support, we think of other people supporting us, raising us up, right? Like, uh, doing the work for us that's how we make the collective change is that we have support coming on the outside and i think a lot of times there's um a disconnection to the fact that the support begins and ends with you 
in order to create the support externally, right? Like if we aren't willing to show up for ourselves and have our own backs and anything that's transpiring, then it's gonna be really difficult for us to manifest, to actualize, to create that within systems of our society. If you're witnessing it in the world, it exists within you. If it exists within you, you're going to see it in the world. Everything is one. Separateness does not exist. It's a perception that we live under, and we have to honor that. We can't act like it's not happening. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, consciousness is one. And so if you're witnessing abandonment in the world, how are you abandoning yourself? Right. If you're wit witnessing harm and violence in the world, how are you a self-harmer? We all have it. I don't care who you are. Everybody on the planet has something within them that is reflected in the world around them. Yep. It's the nature of being human. And so you're, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. It starts with you looking at your relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. So what's going on with you? So, um, North node and cancer, cancer energy is so good about picking out and recognizing and providing what the people around them need. Mm -hmm. They're terrible at asking for care. They get real resentful when you don't care for them in return, but people around them are probably clueless as to what you even need. Right. So coming back home to yourself and learning to care for yourself and that being the example of how you need to be cared for by other people. You teach people how to treat you by how you treat yourself. Mm -hmm. So coming back home to yourself and having that go outward to the people around you and then further and further and further. This is how we build webs. Yep. We build, we build webs now. Yeah, and I think what always surprises me is like, I mean, like this was my, me being naive. When I decided at whatever point in my life that I was like, I'm intrigued with consciousness. I'm intrigued with mindfulness. I'm intrigued with awareness. Like, let me just go down this, this, this tangent, right? Like, let me pick up the breadcrumbs along this trail. I always assumed it would be, I could pick it up and I could put it down at whatever point in time I wanted to of like, Oh, it doesn't work for me any longer to be conscious. And that's been true. Like I've done autopilot in relationships. I've done autopilot in my diet. I have done autopilot in careers where I have succumbed to patternings, right? Like, but there's never been like this turnoff switch of seeking awareness of seeking consciousness of seeking, how do I come back to myself? And if I've learned anything throughout all of it, it's just that you don't get to shut it off. That it's what is being requested of us over and over and over again is that it's not something that we momentarily pick up. Like, oh, I'm going to do a juice cleanse for the next 30 days. It's like, this is something that becomes your lifestyle. And every single moment and every single day has an opportunity to deepen your awareness, to deepen your consciousness, to deepen your self-support rather than to push out, to project it outwards. That's what I've uh, grown to become very respectful and grateful for about my dive into astrology. Mm -hmm. is the planets know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And if you go, oh, I'm not going to participate in this round, they go, that's cute. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. It'll come find you. Mm -hmm. And they also don't give up on you. If you're like, Bucket, I like crack now. They're like, oh, this is how we're going to do it? Okay. You go ahead and go on with your crack. Sure. Yep. It'll find a way to break you out of it. Yep. One way or another. They don't give up on us. 
consciousness does not give up on us. And therefore, we have no choice to give up on it. It's just not going to happen. I mean, you can, you can for a while. But I think that consciousness is like, oh, look at that one spinning out. That's cute. Yeah. I think it all, it, we constantly get to these places where we're up against walls going, well, I've exhausted the relationships, the alcohol, the drugs. I've exhausted all of these things. Now I guess I might as well sort of sit with myself if I have to, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You get forced into it and then you're like, well, damn it. I guess this is what we're doing now. Yeah. And then the energies, I swear, cause I've done it. I've fought off big planets before and I hurt myself pretty badly. Yeah. But it's like, there's no judgment in it. They're like, you ready now? And you go, yeah, I'm ready now. They go, okay, let's, let's get on with it. Let's do the work. They don't go, I can't believe you went against us. They don't care because consciousness is eternal. Mm-hmm. We can spin out for 25 lifetimes if we want to, and they'll just wait. Yep. Be like, well, we're going to keep at it. We can outlast you. I promise. I think that's something really important that you just said that consciousness is non-judgmental, right? Like, and if, if we're talking about navigating this introspection and navigating feeling insecure and navigating control dynamics and where we feel dominated or where we feel submissive and how do we reestablish, reestablish like a sacred relationship that really means to support ourselves in a non-judgmental way as we are consciousness of meeting ourselves and be like, Oh, I see, I see you chose some things and you also learned some lessons from those things and you're not right. And you're not wrong. You are just exactly as you are, right? Like of actually really giving ourselves to per- permission to honor the stories that we've all lived and then the permission to like learn from them without judging and shaming ourselves. That's right. Because life is an experience. That's it. And now sometimes it's a real dark experience. Sometimes there are really harsh consequences. Yep. Still an experience. And you still get to go, I believe I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm done with that. I mean, you know, that's easy to say whenever you're just dealing with, you know, well, I guess I'll quit smoking. Right. You know I mean? There's people on death row. Yep. Well, they're probably going to be done with that in the next lifetime. Mm-hmm. But eventually they're going to be done with it. Right. They're going to be done with it. Yeah, I think it's, the opposite of that dominance is spaciousness, right? Of willing to give ourselves space to recognize that we're all human beings, that we're all having our lived experiences. And that hopefully at some point in time, we're all choosing to learn from them, right? And it may not be today. It may not be five years from now. It may be the next lifetime, but we're all choosing to step into consciousness in our varying levels. And no matter where we're at in that journey, there is no room for judgment. There's just room for support and acceptance. That's right. I mean, our our solar system is heading back towards Sirius as of 2012. We're heading back into consciousness. We're all going up one way or another. It's not like people start flying off the face of the planet because they don't feel like it. No, we're all going one way or another. And some, some people are, you know, they... When we, when we turn the lights back on and we see what's been happening in darkness, some of us are like, holy shit, we have a lot of mending to do. We have a lot of cleaning up to do. And that's true. Mm-hmm. We get to work, but we're all going up. Right. We're all coming up out of that basement. All of us. 